Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Drawn and Paneled is the comic book showcase podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love from the golden age to the modern age. Welcome back, Drawn and Panel podcast listener. This is episode number seven. Can you believe that, Jason? Episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the Drawn and Paneled podcast. Lucky Can you imagine? number seven. Wow. I know. Lucky, right? Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into the podcast, I want to talk about one of my favorite things about this podcast, and that's getting feedback from our listeners. We got a new iTunes review. It's not working with me. No, no. I mean, (laughs) working with you is fun. Don't get me wrong, but... (laughs) <laughs> we just did an iTunes review contest where we gave away uh, five number one issues from Scout Comics. That was really awesome. And one of those reviews was from JR. He says, guys, the guys are legitimate comic book fans who love every aspect of the art form. How do they handle a topic they don't know about? They get great guests to come and fill in the blanks. If you like comics, you will love Drawn and Paneled. Wow. Well, you talk about a ringing endorsement, right? That's a great review. Thank you, JR. Of course, it was a five-star review. We love five-star reviews. So for our Drawn and Paneled podcast audience, please make sure you go out there. I know it's difficult. iTunes is not exactly the easiest thing to work with unless you have an Apple device. If you have a Windows device, it's a pain in the butt. But please leave us an iTunes review if you could. It really helps people to find our podcast. The more reviews that go out there, the further it pushes up in the search rankings and the discoverability. So people will, when they say, I want to find a comic book podcast. Well, the more reviews out there for our podcast, the more chance that people will find drawn and paneled when they do those searches. iTunes, by the way, is not the only one. Stitcher, apparently, I've just found out recently, has a robust review community. So make sure that you send out those reviews wherever you can. Share us out there on social media. We love you guys and we appreciate having you here. And with that, let's jump into the show. Let's go. The two rescuers lumber away effortlessly carrying the 180-pound Batman between them. Effortlessly. Because these rescuers are both gorillas. Hey there, Drawn and Panel podcast listener. I want to take just a second to tell you about something you didn't know you were missing. I'm John, and along with Mo, hey everybody, and George, hey, how's it going, guys? We are Gen X Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a website, YouTube channel, and audio podcast by and for Generation Xers, kids of the late 70s and early 80s who may have grown older but have refused to grow up. Every week on our podcast, we cover media, games, tech, toys, comics, games, and pop culture of yesterday and today through the eyes of guys who grew up loving that stuff. And every other week, we do a backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic from our youth and dig in deep. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts or find us right on our website at genxgrownup.com. If you're a Generation Xer or know someone who is, I hope you'll check out Gen X Grown Up. All right, everybody, it's time for the news. So I've got some fun stuff for us this week. We all know that the great uh, Stan the Man, Lee, passed away a few months ago. Unfortunately, we did do our tribute podcast, as I'm sure every other comic book podcast did. But yeah, unfortunately, we lost a great one. We did. 
the tributes keep rolling in for the legend and World of Warcraft. I don't know if you play World of Warcraft, uh, George. I don't, but I know it's super popular. It's super popular. Well, they have created a non-player character or an NPC that looks just like Stan Lee. It's a knight that kind of roams around that you can interact with, and his name is Stan Lee. And it, <laughs> look, it looks like an older Stan Lee in a knight uniform. It's kind of neat looking. I don't play the game, but I thought that was a neat little thing to throw in there. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Well, kudos to the World of Warcraft designers. They're obviously comic book fans, and you know, who knows? Maybe we'll start playing the game now. Yeah, maybe just to see Stan Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I think one of the oldest comic-y characters has got a birthday, right? That's right. On January 11th, Tintin, the intrepid teenager reporter, turned 90. Woo, 90 years old. He's still a teenager, though. That's awesome. Yeah, he's still a teenager. <laughs> he's looking good. Uh, must be doing something right. He was created by Belgian artist-writer Herge. Um, for a newspaper supplement back 90 years ago uh, and has continued on since. So, you know, That's there's awesome. been cartoons. There was a Movies, feature film. Yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of stuff on Tintin and deservedly so. It's a great character, great storyline. But I think you've also got a piece of news about a real life teenager. UNICEF and um, another organization, Comics United Nations, uh, had a contest for teenagers young professionals to create a comic book character that would promote um, ending school violence and violence in general. And a 17-year-old uh, young lady from Indonesia won the contest. Wow, that's awesome. So now she will be paired up with a professional team uh, to create this comic book and then present it to the United Nations uh, sometime this summer. So that's kind of that's a neat cool. thing. Yeah. I'll tell you what, when that comic book comes out, I'm buying it right off the shelf as soon as it gets there. Right. I'm sure it'll be something that probably gets passed out at schools or something like that because it's, it's going to be, you know, have a worldwide distribution uh, because sure. of who's involved. So it may be one of those uh, things like when you were a kid, they had the, you know, Spider-Man fights smoking or drug awareness issues. I'm wondering if it's going to be something like that that gets passed out around schools or at, you know, different organizations, something like that to kind of promote ending violence. The great thing about these news segments is that you're going to throw some links down in our show notes so our fans can go out there and find these articles, read up on them and be prepared when they want to go play Stan Lee in World of Warcraft or grab a Tintin book, comic or movie, or even go see some stuff about this awesome 17 year old teenager who created their own comic book. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. They will be in the show notes for sure. On their way to cover the opening day celebration of the Happy Land Amusement Park, a gay, newly constructed playland on the outskirts of Metropolis. To Clark Kent, accustomed to exciting adventures, it seems like a mild assignment. But Lois Lane has more than just a casual interest in Happy Land Amusement Park. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show, 302010. You may have seen NBC's TV movie, A Twist of Fate. A Nazi who became a Jew and for decades <laughs> got away with it. How could you do it? Ben Cross, Veronica Hamill, Twist of Fate. Premier Sunday. 
Yeah. A Nazi who became a Jew. If we, oh my God, it's the reverse Stephen Miller story. <laughs> if we hadn't had. And now I have to see it because like the scene where they show him like a Nazi who became a Jew, that little clip on the YouTube video <laughs> is like the Joker's transition. Oh, he had plastic. The had story plastic, is he had plastic surgery. So what plastic surgery did you have, my <laughs> yeah, friend, to make yourself look more specific. Jewish? Be <laughs> specific. Just a, just a Nazi trying to do the right thing. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Drawn and Paneled Roundtable segment. Yeah. This is where we get together. <laughs> This is where we get together and we talk about three books that we're enjoying reading right now. And the reason why we talk about three books is because we always invite a special guest panelist. <gasps> and this week we have Tony Cottrell, who is not only the publisher, but also the owner of Advent Comics. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you guys for having me. First of all, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Tony, we got your book. You sent it to us in a PDF. We really appreciate that. The book that we're going to talk about from Advent Comics today is called Dark Matter, Rise of the Lexicons. Can you give us a little bit of background on the story, a little summary of it for our guests? Sure thing. Uh, Dark Matter, Rise of the Lexicons was a Kickstarter that we did this year, a successful Kickstarter. It uh, created a brand new element within the Advent universe, a sci-fi, fantasy, space opera type of uh, storyline that we're running. It has new characters, new things and such that we're going to be developing over the course of uh, the next two years. And you're going to see that book on Comixology starting next month, and we're going to be doing issue two, which should release later this year. Uh, it's a very nice title. Uh, Produced by myself, along with the wonderful creators such as Sam Santos. We have uh, Benny Amino Del Vecchio from Italy. He does some art in there. Uh, we have Christian Doklamansky. We have Whitney, Fro Whitney Cook. Uh, just so many talented people in this book. Um, yeah, it I'm, looked like a big collaborative effort. It was. So Tell us a little bit about the story behind Dark Matter, Rise of the Lexicons. What's the story about? I know it's a space opera. Tell us a little bit about some of the characters. I was really interested. That first book really establishes the yes. whole universe the, really the well. The Lexicons are a spacefaring race, and its its origins actually are tied into two things that I truly love, Star Wars and Game of Thrones. So it made like a, <laughs> a mashup of the two. Um, the the patriarch, I guess you could say, of the lexicons is Blast Kenna. Um, you have a little bit of Scottish mythology thrown in as well. It's, it's a really far-ranging book. But anyway, the lexicons are the space-faring race, and basically they are the rulers of their world, which is the planet called Intenza. So there are forces that are gathering that are trying to conspire against the lexicons. And so this first issue just introduced some of the main characters you're going to see, um, some of the spacefaring characters, and who's shaping up to be a nice villain is this character that we have called the Emperor. And right. Yeah. Right at the end of the book, yeah. we see him. Yeah. yeah. And the Emperor, I'm big on uh, continuity. So the Emperor has appeared 
in two other places within the Advent universe. So it's it's kind of cool to be able to throw some new things out, but yet tie it all in together. Oh wow. That's now, really you cool. mentioned yeah. that it was kind of a mashup for two favorite things, two properties that you really enjoy, Star Wars, Game of Thrones. Yes. I was going to ask you about the language and the dialogue that's in this book. It felt very Knights of the Round Table. And when you mentioned Game of Thrones, I was yes. like, OK, that's yes. why, I guess. So was that an intentional thing? It was. Because, OK, it was. It was. It's really poetic. I really enjoyed the dialogue of the different characters. I will say there's a couple of times where characters seem to get introduced out of nowhere, uh-huh. but I can. it looks as though you're going to bring them back. Like there's this one scene where a girl charges at a guy in a great hall and they're like, oh, I guess she wasn't as loyal to the throne as we thought. And I'm like, yeah. I don't even know who she is. Why is she you, not loyal? What's you, going on here? You saw her in one of the other panels. Uh, she was the handmaiden to the queen and okay that's that's what i thought okay so basically there are some uh there are people conspiring within the royal family of the kenna clan yeah she actually was just just a throwaway character she was convinced to do the bidding of someone else uh who was actually conspiring in the uh book and right. she a failed. bigger character. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. failed at her task, so she was promptly removed. She's like a red shirt from Star Trek, so to speak. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It, it's a great book. I really enjoyed oh, it quite a yes. bit. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Tony, I wanted to ask you about the character design because um, okay. there's a lot of characters. They all are unique and have their own look and own wow, thank you. powers. How, how how much time went in with the creative team to kind of plan out what everybody was going to look like? That actually took a long time. Um, most of the characters from the Advent Universe come from my imagination. I've been drawing comic characters in using uh, different pop culture things to put into comics for years. Uh, So it was beautifully, that first story, the lexicon story, was beautifully rendered by Sam Santos. He pretty much captured everything I had in mind when I gave him the uh, character designs, and he brought them all to life beautifully. Beautiful. Very cool. Now, Jason, you you and I were talking a little bit off the air about the book beforehand, and you brought up an interesting parallel that I didn't pick up on until you mentioned it. You said that it kind of had a He-Man Thundercats kind of vibe to you, the old Saturday morning cartoons. And in thinking about that a little bit more, I have to agree. And I was going to ask Tony, is that another property or another set of properties that you were ever influenced by as a young person growing I, up? I was, I'm a, I was born actually before the eighties, but mm-hmm. in, in the eighties, those were too, along with cartoons like the transformers, uh, GI right. Joe, yeah. right? classics, classic. And I love, love, love the Thundercats. Love the Thundercats. This definitely has a Saturday morning bigger than life yeah, kind of feel to, that those cartoons had. I was trying to had. do something mm-hmm. over the top. Um, I, I, I don't want to commit sacrilege by even saying this, but I wanted to be my own version of a Kirby and just throw some off the wall stuff out there and just make it a big space opera. And I wanted to have a, a feel like that. Okay. Hey, I mean, honestly, it's great to have goals, and I think you're accomplishing oh, wow. it. In my opinion, I think that this book has a lot of possibilities. It has a lot of legs, and it has a story that 
can I could see I think it would be very difficult to turn it into a TV show because the production value would have to be but so high to get those characters across cartoon. Yes. I could see, mm-hmm. or even a feature length film an animated film, possibly even I could see those kinds of things very easily coming awesome. from this Thank book. You. It's, it's really good. Yeah, now, I think you're off to a good start for sure. Jason, what book have you been reading this week? I have from Image Comics, The Magic Order. Ooh. I don't know yeah. if either oh, right. of you have a chance mm-hmm. to look at this yet. It's by Mark Miller. I did. Yeah, okay. I read uh, I read the first three issues of that series. We have five issues out right now. Issue six, unfortunately, at, is not going to come out till the end of the month, but it's a mini series. Uh, this one is really great. It's about... Basically, Harry Potter meets Goodfellas, almost. Oh, wow. That's a pretty good description. I'll give you that one. That needs to be added to my pull list. (laughs) (laughs) You got me with that one. That sounds wonderful. We're going to let you put that one in your pull list later on in the show. That's awesome. Jason, you tell us a little bit about the story, because if I start talking about it, I'm not going to stop. This one is about basically a world where magicians and magic users operate kind of in the background. It's kind of like Harry Potter, where the, the regular world doesn't know that there's a magic order. And it focuses on the Moonstone family. Uh, there's a father and three children, three siblings, grown siblings. But then people in the magic order, kind of the higher elders, are starting to get killed off. And it's by mm-hmm. Madame Albany that was kicked out of the order years ago, and she's wanting revenge. And so she's got somebody with her. Was she kicked out, or was it just that her father didn't pass his lineage down to her? I kind of got confused on that. Yeah, that one, I kind of not sure. Um, As you read on it, there is some stuff with the father that he wasn't pleased with her, but it also seemed like she didn't get along with the order. So I'm with you. I wasn't quite onto that but i just i got that she was on the outside and wasn't happy about it yeah she felt like that she should have been afforded the same opportunities that her family her father had he was to the moonstone family he's an uncle to those children so she's like a cousin to them i guess but there's no love lost in these pages if you've read the first three issues there is definitely no love lost between any of them no, there, there's not. And there's there's some interesting deaths for sure in this. Uh, some gruesome oh, yeah. deaths. Yeah, this isn't yeah. for kids. And certainly there's like some nudity in this book. There's some pretty shocking things in there. Uh, I was really surprised, though, if you read each one of the covers, it looks as though that this might be part of a Netflix package because Netflix is a sponsor on the back of every cover. That's cool. Right. So Mark Miller, the writer, he signed a deal with Netflix little while back and some of his properties that he's done not anything with marvel but some of his more recent works are going to be eventually made in a netflix series and this one isn't on the initial list but it was something that netflix is you know helping publish uh, through image comics so you get the netflix logo on the back of the books Yeah, there's no doubt this is going to become part of the Netflix family. Yes. And it's written, it's written and paced like a TV show. I can see each issue being its own episode. So, George, what have you been reading? Well, speaking of mission accomplished, I've been back in one of my favorite universes of all time recently. Everybody out there who's watched a Gen X Grown Up episode or listened to a Gen X Grown Up podcast knows that one of my favorite franchises of all time is Firefly. 
Oh, yes. I love everything about that TV show. One of the best science fiction television shows ever put on the air. Hands down. Cut short in its early prime by those bastards at Fox. Yeah. I oh, hate man. that <laughs> company if for no other reason than what they've done to Firefly. Yeah. Um, but still, they w- did give us, you know, 13 episodes were able to be produced. We've seen them on DVDs. And they have also recently been opening up channels of books and now comic books. They've done some comic books in the past. They got a few different versions, but this seems to be a new ongoing series that is out now. I'm a big fan of it so far. I've only read the first couple of issues, but man, is it throwing me right back into the 19... When was Fire Firefly out? The 1990s? Yeah, 90s, late 90s? I think it was late, I mean, early uh, 2000s. Yeah. Was it ni- late 90s, early 2000s, something mm-hmm. like that? But man, I'm right back in that era, back in my late 20s, early thirties type of thing where you got Malcolm Reynolds, you got Shepard book, you got wash and Zoe. Yeah. And the one great thing about this book so far is not just that the artwork is nice and dirty and gritty, which you kind of wanted in that firefly universe, but the, the voices that these characters are written with, because Joss Whedon, he's not writing this. It's other writers who are writing it, but wow, did they focus in and really find the voices of those characters from those TV shows. They have to be super fans in order to be doing this good of a job with this comic awesome. book. Have either of you guys had a chance to read any of them yet? Yeah, I did. And I'm a latecomer to the Firefly universe. I had trouble getting into it. Uh, about a year ago, I finally watched the whole series and love it. Yes. And I'm with you. This this feels just like the TV show with the dialogue and even the story feels like it could have been an episode. I, I really enjoyed it. Another one to order? Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> We're just spending uh, all hey, of Tony's money good. here. That's okay. I love good comics. I love good comics. Yeah, and they are. I mean, so we've talked about three wonderful comics. Dark Matter, Rise of the Lexicons is an outstanding new book from Advent Comics. You got the Magic Order from Image. Firefly is from Boom Studios, I think, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, They're doing a lot of good stuff. We've talked about some of their properties in the past, like Black Badge and a few others. You can't go wrong with the independent comic book movement right now. You know, I, I enjoy Marvel. I enjoy DC as much as the next guy. They're great companies. But at the same time, these independent books where they're getting to tell their own stories outside of the corporate world. Wow. You guys are knocking it out of the it's park. Amazing. And I hope I don't get in trouble with your fans for saying this. But like you said, Marvel and DC are the pinnacle, which everyone aspires to. But right now, indie comics are it. The, the imagination, yeah. the storytelling, and the different voices that you're hearing coming out of indie comics today, it's nothing like it. I mean, it's like a renaissance of comics. It's, a, it's amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely. It's a great time to be a comic book fan, and it's a great time indeed, to have indeed. a comic book podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Too true. <laughs> Holy moly. The audience will be trampled to death. They're stampeding toward the exits. This is the time for Shazam. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if Toy Story was a slasher? What if Peter Pan required a sacrifice to get into Neverland? The Dusk County Chronicles, the first official release from Metal Ninja Studios, is set for release in mid-2019. It's a horror parody mini-anthology that takes your favorite childhood stories and dreams and twists them into nightmares. 
This comic is perfect for anyone who loves reliving the stories of their youth while also seeing them in a new light. Visit MetalNinjaStudios.com slash GenXGrownUp to read the first two stories and sign up to get notified first when the comic comes out in mid-2019. Alright everybody, now it's time where we discuss what we're picking up on New Comic Book Day. As always, we start with our guest. Tony, are you picking up anything this week or reading anything that you should let our uh, fans know about? Well, actually, if you guys are big on indie comics, um, I back a lot of Kickstarter books. And there are a couple that I came across that were really uh, pretty pretty uh, well put together, it looks like. Oh, yeah. We love no, Kickstarter stuff. Definitely, okay. yeah. Th- there's a title called Agent Wild. Uh, I forgot the gentleman's name. I think it's... Uh, I forgot his name, but he has a lot of uh, interesting things going on in this book. It's like a uh, a science fiction type uh, deal. He has some outstanding, actually, perks. Uh, he's even got some of my favorite old school comic artists. Uh, the artist from DC's old Detroit JLA, uh, Chuck Patton. Oh, wow. He's doing cool. art for him. Yeah, so... I was like, I was so, um, that's a good one. There's another one called Archive. It's about five issues, and this is the fifth issue, actually, that I've been following since issue one. And um, it's a nice story, uh, The Warhood. It's this character who basically has a weapon um, that he uses to save his planet. It reminds me, in my opinion, of, like, old Spawn stuff, but with a twist. And it's really cool. And the creator does everything himself. Like I said, he's five issues in, and it's a great series so far, and I'm I'm digging it. Sweet. Nice. Well, I mean, we love Kickstarter stuff. We've backed a lot of Kickstarter campaigns ourselves, and we're happy to promote them. So that's great. Jason, have you got anything you're going to pick up this week? I do. So I'm going to, when I go Wednesday to the store, I'm going to pick up from IDW, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder in Hell, number one. (laughs) What a great title. (laughs) I don't even know what that book's about, but that's just an awesome title. From Image, Middle West, number three. That's been a great series so far. One of our favorites from Boom Studio, Black Badge, number six. Yep, right. And then one I came across looking at the new releases is a book called The One. It's actually from the 80s, but apparently it predates Watchmen and... Uh, Dark Knight Returns as a book. Was that the, the old Marvel, the one? No, this one wasn't Marvel. It was by Rick Veach, uh, who did a lot of okay. work with Alan Moore, but it predates Watchmen and and uh, Dark Knight Returns as one of those kind of deconstructions of the superheroes. Okay. Uh, oh, so cool. I definitely okay. want to try to check that one out. And then there's the Private Eye Deluxe Edition. It was a digital-only comic a few years ago. Well, now it's going to be in a paper book uh, format. So that was a great story. So definitely check out The Private Eye also. Nice. George, what's in the allowance this week? (laughs) So just for everybody listening, I have an allowance for my wife. I kind of last time I stole a couple of bucks out of her purse to supplement that allowance. (laughs) Got in a little bit of trouble, but I I don't care. I'm going to, I had to steal some more money anyway this week because there's just too many good books coming out this week. There is a ton of stuff out there this week. I don't know what happened. All the publishers got together and just said, Hey, you know what? Let's get George in more trouble. Let's put out more stuff. First off, I'm going to grab Firefly number three. We just got finished talking about it in a roundtable segment. Firefly number three is a no brainer. 
Gideon Falls number 10. That's a great series. We enjoyed yes. it. We talked about it in our old Comic Sans YouTube video series. Number 10's out. Um, a Walk Through Hell number 7. That's a really fun, creepy, kind of interesting series. And to go along with that, Baby Teeth number 14 Ooh. is also ah. coming out. So it's kind of like a horror theme to start my oh, week yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to jump into Knights of the Golden Sun issue number three. Now, this is from Mad Cave Studios. We just recently had one of their gentlemen on our podcast recently, and I love the Knights of the Golden Sun series. The last book that I'm going to pick up, it looks like it's going to be more of a coffee table book, possibly, or a trade paperback. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to tell, but it's called Valve Presents the Sacrifice and Other Steam-Powered Stories. Huh. Mm. Wow. That's a mouthful. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of stories based on video games from the Valve video game universe. Okay. I love a lot of the Valve video games. Left 4 Dead is one of the primary ones featured in the synopsis. So I was like, well, I love the Left 4 Dead video game. So I'm a big zombie fan. And I'm like, well, that seems like a no brainer. I'll go ahead and grab one and see if it's worth anything. So that's what I'm going to grab this week. Awesome. An old enemy of Wonder Woman gloats over the success of her plan. Well done, Von Richter. Thank you, Your Majesty. Once before I had a plan. Huckleberry Comics is a publisher working on creating the most innovative and unique graphic novels, one-shots, manga, tabletop games, and even eventually video games. Right now, we're working on getting ready to launch Dream State Radicals, a project which has taken 18 artists over two years to create. It's a gritty sci-fi thriller in the vein of Dusex, Blade Runner, Detroit, and so many more. It's an awesome graphic novel with tons of free concept art, and will be launching on Indiegogo early 2019. Follow us on Twitter, at HuckleberryDSR, like us on Facebook, or check out our website to learn more. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts. We love to hear from our podcast listeners, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at drawnandpaneled.com. And that will wrap it up for another edition of the Drawn and Paneled podcast. Gentlemen, had a great episode this week, but before we get out of here, I want to give Tony, our guest, a chance to tell all of our listeners exactly where they can find all of the wonderful stuff from Advent Comics. Well, uh, on Thursday, we're updating our website. Website will be back up online Thursday with a lot of new stuff on it. In the meantime, you can pick up our books from Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble stores, get this on Comixology, uh, Comic Central, Comics Plus, uh, Indie Planet, Drive Through Comics, you name it, we're a lot of places. Uh, your local comic stores, we are affiliated with a few comic stores in Canada and abroad right now, but we're looking to do some bigger things come this year. We're celebrating our 10th anniversary, so uh, keep this date in mind, your listeners. June 26th, we're going to do a special uh, Kickstarter to celebrate our 10th anniversary. And when you guys see some of the names, some of the biggest creators in comics are lending their talents to our project. So we're really excited about that. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow on Twitter, we're going to reveal the first cover and the actual name of the project. But I'm going to give you guys a tidbit that no one else knows about yet. And even our VIP fans at Advent don't know about yet. Um, not only will this be a, a Kickstarter for a new project, but we're going to be also not in this kick in this Kickstarter doing 
10 books to celebrate our 10th anniversary. So you're going to have a chance to get 10 new exclusive books. That's Man, cool. That's great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Love those exclusives. Yes. Oh, yeah. We are going to be back with our regular episode in two weeks. Next week, we're going to come right back to you with our back issue edition of our podcast. And in that edition, what are we going to talk about, Jason? We're going to talk about probably the ultimate indie superhero, Spawn. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Nice. That's going to be a good episode. Tony, you'll join us again? Uh, I'm here. I'm all in. All in. All right. Sounds like a lot of fun. Tony, thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully, I can come back again. And uh, you guys put together a wonderful show, and uh, I'm loving it. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Jason, as always, pleasure to have you here. Well, thank you, sir. It was fun. And we will see you guys next time. Take care. See you guys later. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep. Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, GenXGrownUp.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> right.